Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou. Here we are in the August back-to-school mode here for two of the three of us tonight. We have we have Chuck and Lou with us, of course, and then we have Coach Terry Hollanders back with us tonight for round two. Coach, how's it feel? Honored. Definitely oh, honored. Uh, you know, just, just once is an honor. Twice I, is, is overwhelming. I tell you what, you know, it's one of those deals where this time of year, you know, obviously with your, you know, your change going back to Linwood, we'll mm-hmm. get into that and just the baseball season and Lou and I getting back to school and, you know, everything that's going on. It was a good time of year to have you back on and kind of just get your thoughts outside of, you know, your past in St. Charles West and just kind of talk about whatever we want, and then add a little bit of, of story time to it as well. Sure. So um, this weekend, I did what everyone wants to do every weekend, and that's get up and, and move a buddy, you know. Um, uh, it was a good buddy of mine, and, and thank goodness it was just from, you know, all about, to, to me, it seemed about six, seven, eight blocks from his house to his new house, and um, I'm spent, I am worn out. Yeah, moving is, it takes it out of you, there's yeah. no question about that. Lou, have you ever had to move anything? Maybe picked really. up your school desk or, or something, or change your room. You ever change your room around? I don't change my room around. No, there's nothing to change around. Okay. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go on night. Just move a couple <laughs> pieces of furniture just to make me I've feel better that. about I've myself. I've done that before. Okay. So, um, also, last night we had a coach's son, a Kirk Hollander, turned 40. Actually, I think mm-hmm. he turned 40, what, today? Today. 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 Today's actually his birthday. And we, mm-hmm. we, had, we had fun over there last yes, night, and, and he had a lot of his buddies back in town. And, yeah. you know, when you look at that group of guys, Coach, you, you can't get over the fact that that one party he had where, you, where at your house when you were teaching him in high school, and didn't he invite – he had a DJ, didn't he? Yeah, that was uh, probably one of the low moments of uh, <laughs> uh, Kirk and Joe's life, really. Uh, no, actually, he was uh, – yeah, he was a senior in high school. I think it was right before graduation. But anyway, no, it was no, it was yeah. But anyway, he, uh, <laughs> my wife and I went to town. We went to Chicago actually to right. watch uh, Blake play basketball. Uh, Emory was playing University of Chicago. Of course, you know, I mean, we had a million different times Absolutely. talked about when we're not out of town. You, you make know. sure you don't have anybody. Well, he not only had a party. He had a party with a DJ. He had a DJ. And not only that, but the, the best part about that story is I believe if you tell the story, didn't he have to call the police on he himself? Things got him out of control. <laughs> all right. Too many people invited and <laughs> certain people that, that were not exactly the uh, friendliest people. So he got on the phone and called the cops on himself. <laughs> and the uh, emergency uh, persons uh, at the police department said, well, you know, how many do you need? He goes, send as many as you got. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm sure there's at least a couple people, a handful out there, maybe one and a half, two out there that are listening to this that attended that party possibly. Probably so. so, so. Luke, take notes. A, no DJ. B, if you ever get in serious trouble, you can call the cops on yourself. On yourself. No, you can. Can. So, yep, it was, it was great seeing all the kids that... Uh, you know, that Kirk grew up with, and of course now they're all married, and they all have Absolutely. two, three kids and everything, but gosh, I can remember them hanging around the house and you know, shooting baskets out on Absolutely. the driveway, and no, it was just great seeing all the guys. It's awesome. It was a great night. So moving on, Lou, did you play golf this weekend? Yeah, I did. And Coach, did you play golf this weekend? Certainly, I played four days in a row. Okay, so, so we've had now, <laughs> let's go May, June, July here, uh, 90-ish days. How many days a week do you play golf? I would say an average of three since oh, May. Three which times if you're week. averaging, you know, we all know how to average things. I mean, sometimes you play five, sometimes you might, you might play one or two. two but, right. But you're getting three or four rounds. And, God, so three rounds, off. yeah. Three rounds a week is pretty is pretty normal. My goodness. So, Lou, yes. all of us here, we play Bear Creek tomorrow, which is a pretty good public course. Oh, what do you shoot tomorrow? 
82. 82. Coach? I want to tell you 79, <laughs> except for more than likely it would be 81. Okay, 82. so we got 81, 81 82. 82. You know, yeah. All right, so I'd probably shoot even par uh, <laughs> on maybe a hole or two. Uh, but, I, you know, you'd, my golf south. You really would shoot even par, but then you'd have six holes to play. Pat, That's right. And, and those six holes, you know, but I, I, I would shoot an 89, and I'd, and I'd probably get frustrated and a couple holes just kind of give, you know, just take my triple max or something. But I, my golf game was, in the last 10 years, has really went down the, down uh, down the it, You know, in my, I had days where I was, I played four times this week, and I was unbelievably bad on Thursday. Uh-huh. Unbelievably bad. Like an 89. And he, was then, tur- he was terrible. He was terrible. Terrible. Terrible is Charles Barkley. Absolutely. Would say. But then the next two days, I was pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a humbling game. It is. Anytime you think you're good, you find out you're not. That's right. And, Lou, an interesting story about you, kind of a sad moment. You were on a golf course here recently. Um, unfortunately, you were at Normandy Golf Course and someone passed away. Yes. You were there. That you were there that day? Yes. That'd be was. a crazy mm. moment. There with a fellow Warrior. Well, not, I'm not alone, but now Warrior alum, Trent Champagne. We were playing. And we were on, I think it was hole number seven. There's a bunch of sirens going off. We were on a tee box. We were just thinking, oh, only in Normandy, of course. But they, were, I didn't realize how close they were to the course. Um, and I can only imagine what you were thinking when you heard I was, the sirens. Yeah. The first thing I was thinking was a fire. Right. But I couldn't see any smoke because I think it would have... I would have thought it would have been obvious for if somebody was shot or something. Yeah, absolutely. And then there, the next hole, there's a camo V chopper overhead. I'm thinking, okay, this is... Why is it You're circling stuff in your bag. Yeah. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, and then the next hole, there's police officers coming up, and they're asking us, is this the right way to where we're going? Transpoint. We no, other direction, right? Yeah, we had no clue what was going on. And uh, then the, somebody came by and told us that they had lost one of their grounds crew workers, and then they closed the course about 45 minutes that's a, That's a shame. I mean, yeah. That's a story, you know, a story oh, that you'll, horrible. you might not want to always tell, but it's something mm-hmm. that you were there. I was kind of, of course, a crazy situation. They give you a rain check for that yes. last night. Okay. Better have it. Get back out there and knock it around. Maybe even call, you know, Jay Randolph and get out there. Exactly. Boys, maybe plow, you know, Plowsy, yeah. if anybody out there knows the morning show. So we're going to go ahead now, uh, uh, Coach here. We're gonna, you have moved back into the college ranks um, and back into Lindenwood, kind of full circle here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about not only you know the transition back to Lindenwood, but then also tell us about the new coach in okay. Kyle German. Well, it started out last, uh, you know, at the end of last season, you know, in, in March or so. I was talking to Coach Rando, and he said, you know, that they kind of had an opening. And, and Coach you know, Rando, the former coach, yeah, former coach. So I, I so I decided that would be a good time to go back. So probably middle of April is when I really started. And uh, we were recruiting like crazy and trying to put our team together, and everything was going really smoothly. And then Coach Randall decided the first week of June to leave and go back to St. Leo's where he had come from, where he'd coached previously. So you just like go back to the office and so go, what do I do Okay, well, yeah, well, I'm kind of in limbo, you know. Right. I just had to, you know, spend some more time playing golf, waiting, right. see, oh, <laughs> see, right. see who the new coach was going to be. And fortunately, uh, uh, Kyle Gerdeman, Coach Gerdeman, was hired, and uh, uh, I had, a, had had a good relationship with a coach over the years. Uh, he's actually a local guy. Right, he's from? Wright City. That's what I thought. Yes, Wright City. His dad was longtime high school coach at Wright City. His dad's a, a member of the, the Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame uh-huh. here in Missouri. And uh, Coach Gardeman gone to SEMO, coached at SEMO, head coach at Moberly. In uh, the last seven years, he was the assistant coach at Central Michigan. So he got, uh, he was hired and... Um, 
you know, we, we talked, and he asked if I wanted to stay aboard, and I said, definitely. Now I can only play golf two days a week. Well, a little, you know, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and St. Charles is, is so lucky to have a guy oh. like you back in the in the business there because for many of us, you know, it's something to do on odd nights when high school basketball mm-hmm. are days that aren't going on a Thursday or a or Saturday, and it's it's a fun atmosphere over there. And I'm glad they got a local name in there, and I'm glad mm-hmm. you could get back. So we're looking, at, you know, excited. I know the last three or four weeks, because you guys had, like, uh, I think you could have, almost Lou and I could have played for you there for a Wow, well, the transition yeah. of kids and sure we uh, and we had, have like five kids in like three weeks. Yes, we we had like five kids that we had signed under Coach Randall, uh-huh. and those five kids, uh, when Coach Gerdeman became the coach, they decided to not come. Now again, right. that's that's fairly normal. That's what they, they, yeah, they had uh, they had never been on campus other than their visit. They had right. no you know. So anyway, uh, here it was. I think it was probably the sixth, seventh day of July, and we still needed uh, six players. Right. You know, and uh, so we had. But you really, got them. Yeah, we got. Them. <laughs> yeah, we right now uh, we had, actually we have five right now, and we're waiting on on a sixth. Wanted to give us an answer, so we yeah we found them and it, it's and they're, they're a mixture of, of junior college guys and just in randomness and then mm-hmm. you know guys fall in your lap and the connections and you're gonna find guys and sure. it's gonna be exciting I think for you guys to get this mix new energy new staff uh-huh. and see what can happen yeah but, we we were really excited about it yeah. you know and just it's it, there's a lot of unknowns but right. you know that's 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 college basketball and through the process you were telling a story at uh, Lou do you even know who Whoopi Goldberg is kind of kind of yeah. okay so it's not Oprah Winfrey no you know, it's not. okay so you got similar, similar hair at times. Yeah. But you were telling me through the, the last couple months, you know, here or there, the last couple weeks even, uh, you got a little story about a, a recruitment story you just kind of heard on the road while you're watching kids that involved Whoopi Goldberg and Beyonce. Yes. Well, this was um, talking to uh, a dad and, oh, his, and, his, and dad and his son was a big time high school recruit. Uh, I think the, I think his son was actually Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana, if I'm uh-huh. not mistaken. And it was late in his recruiting, and he had been recruited by a lot of people for a long time, specifically Indiana, since he lived in Indiana. And fairly late in the process, uh, North Carolina and Roy Williams got involved. Late, here comes Roy. Yes, and Roy Williams comes down, and he comes to the house, and he sits down, and uh, you know, after some conversation, he said to the kid, he said, "Now listen, it's so what do you, what if you were." Your best friend in high school was Whoopi Goldberg, and you and she were very, very, very close. And then senior year, you're going to take her to the prom, but the week before the prom, Beyonce moves in, and she wants to go to the prom with you. It's a no-brainer. He said, here's the deal. We're Beyonce. Okay, we're in. We're coming in, in kind of late, yeah, but we're Beyonce, and we're giving. We want you. So anyway, it was. It was. It really was a uh, you know kind of a comical story. But it's it, it shows you you know the kind of things those uh, those. What upper they, level people, what they use, use to their advantage. Yeah, to their you know, advantage. you got to be creative. Yeah. And Roy Williams, while we're on that topic, I know it was kind of later <laughs> in the show, we talked about it. We're going from Whoopi Goldberg to Roy Williams. Well, we and should. Roy Williams actually uh, did something that many of us coaches have done in the coaching staff room at West. Is it true story, true or false, that Roy Williams actually went to the restroom in one of those number twos at St. Charles West in the coach's office? It is true. That's okay. true. <laughs> in 1990. Um, 1994 or 995. It was actually 94 because it was before. Um, and Roy came to our practice right. to, to watch Ryan, and it was a very, you know, it was really an incredibly exciting time for all of us high school coaches, you know, assistant coaches, everybody. Right. And uh, 
you know, uh, you know, like most human beings, Roy had to. He must uh, have had a bad batch of cold. I don't know. I don't know where he had been, but he went to the ba- went to the bathroom, and we we let him in our coach's office back there. And uh, you know, obviously the story goes yep. uh, that you know Roy Williams, you know, actually went to the bathroom in, in the coach's office at St. Charles West. So Ooh, you haven't he, even been able to do that, have you? Nope. Man, every next, time I next think next time about you it. go in that coach's office, I want you to glance to your right and say, "Fuck on it." Boy, I pooped in there. <laughs> Roy, Roy took a dump yeah. in the cup. Okay, no. No. So, uh, so we're going to go from Whoopi Goldberg to uh, St. Charles West Coaching Room uh, straight into John Mozeliak and the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, boy. We're, we're going to hop in here. And, uh, some people kind of feel as if what Roy did to the bathroom, they kind of feel that way towards Mo here, you know. And um, so let's just talk about the Cardinals in general here. Uh, nothing at the trade deadline. Um, here's my thing. I'll go on. I'll, yeah, I'll talk sure. a little bit, and then you guys can kind of hop in. My thing is the Cardinals didn't have anybody to trade. I mean, <laughs> and there's no one on their roster that is in the uh, position um, with their contract or just whatever's going on. You know, we're yeah. not going to trade Wong. You're stuck with Dex, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you're not going to trade. In my mind, you're not going to trade the Carlos Martinez, and um, you're not going to trade Jose Martinez because mm-hmm. he's doing good enough things. And then you look at their uh, minor league system. They're the 25th ranked minor league system in all of baseball, and they have two guys. Who are ranked in the top 100? Who every team wanted, but we yeah. weren't going to get rid of. Right. And then you look at a team like the Padres, who have 10 guys in the minor leagues that are all in the top 100. We don't. Who do they want us to give up? Like it, yeah. he's kind of hands tied. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you think, Lou, about the trade deadline and just Mo in general and the Cardinals where we stand today? First off, you should have made a move. Like you seriously couldn't get a relief pitcher. Like just a bag of balls or maybe an extra fungo or exactly. <laughs> you can get rid of Jed Jerko, but you right. can't get a relief pitcher. You try to go out and get Ray King. Like he's probably still eligible, you know. Yeah, he's so. probably stiff and shake, you know, flipping yeah. him. Could uh, sign Bo Hart to a one day contract. And trade <laughs> so him I think it is. You know, you make a good point here because when you listen to all the radio shows and all the people, the fans just wanted something to yes. happen. I yes. really think it could have been, you know, telling Larry who's selling the snow cones that has a pretty good arm to come down. We made a move, and it's just when you don't do anything at all. But uh, what do you think, Coach? About uh, my, the deadline? My, you know, my biggest thing is I I, I can never remember. Uh, you know, this much negativity around Cardinal fans when they actually do have a competitive team. And I think a lot of it is just simply the frustration of not making the playoffs in the last three years and coming close. That's the biggest thing. I mean, right. they get like you know, they were just getting wailed on the last three years, and you know, so but they were close. So, and let's face it, everybody kind of looks back on the Cardinals' history and looks back to those years they won when the Cardinals did get a name, you know, and, and a Will most Clark of, most of that or took somebody. Place with Jockety around. Yes, you yes. Know? I was. We were talking earlier with Mosellock. If you look in the past and, and you think, I can really only think of two trades that 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 guy has made at the deadline. I think one was Matt Holiday. Yeah. Um, I think in '09, and and I believe you know they, they didn't trade too much uh, to to get him. And then I believe if I'm thinking right, uh, they traded Alan Craig and Joe Kelly for if you remember for John for John Lackey. Yes, yes. And he kind of was a bulldog for yes, him. Yeah. And won some big games. And then if yeah. you remember, he had some random contract where those next yeah. year or two they were paying him like the minimum. The next year he didn't play. He didn't pay hardly anything, right? Right. Yes, because so the Red Sox were paying his contract. Those are kind of, you know, I, I get the holiday one. That turned out great. I, I just, there was nothing really too far in between there. Um, I can't even really remember any names. Can you, Lou, of any trade deadlines in the Mo era here in the last, since 2008-ish? Um, I mean, I can't think of. Who's the, whoever, he was part 
it was part of a trade that ended up being pretty big, but the uh, the one that Ludwig was involved with, two other teams, that one, it wasn't him, but it ended up hitting gold for somebody and else. And I think that's I think that's the thing. We're sitting here, we can't even remember. No, you that's, know? You know. And that's kind of what he's I'll done. I'll tell you right now, if this was in a town like Chicago, uh-huh. the Cardinals don't make the playoffs, most we'll they would get run out of town. Do you think he's, the Heat is on there at all? No. no, no, I don't think so. I I think that uh, the wits are too loyal to Mozilla. Yes, and, and let's face it, and from, from everything well. I've everything I've you know listened to and read is that any decision that's made is that Mister Dewitt's involved in it. Right. So the point of the matter is, if if they did nothing, he certainly he, uh, he certainly signed off on yeah, nothing. He wasn't, he wasn't sitting at Tubby's going through his phone no. checking the you know. I don't know. He's very involved. You're darn right. You know, and and that's why they've been successful. And they they really, then they really should have made somewhat of a move again, just to just to try to improve themselves a little bit. Now, you know, the big one that I keep hearing was that they could have got Zach Wheeler straight up for Harrison Bader, right? And uh, you know, it would be like a two month rental for you know a guy that's potentially a great player, right? But the Cardinals had potentially an unbelievable player in Alex Reyes. Right. Now they can't get nothing for anything uh-huh. for him. Uh, they waited until Carson Kelly's value dropped considerably before right. they finally traded him. And I guess the big argument is that they just are just they're just protecting their assets too close to the vest. Right. right. And uh, I guess you know I mean they they hurt themselves. The front offs did by saying we're all in in nineteen, right? And then they didn't demonstrate. Really, that. they're not. So, and yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays yeah. out because they are good enough to get there. Oh, um, a couple guys get hot, you know, but but at the same time, um, if they don't make the playoffs, I think it's gonna be hard. Cardinals are slowly becoming a team that is scarred by bad experiences and don't want to make any moves. Well, yeah, and I and I think that the the typical Cardinal fan really truly believes that the Cardinals will come close again this year and not. And for the fourth right. year, not make it. And right. that would be, you know, add frustration upon frustration, really. Anytime you do anything in sports that's negative for four years, it's not a good thing. Yeah. And in St. Louis, missing the playoffs Isn't is it? negative, even yeah. though you only missed it on the last week or two. Right. But that's just the way it rolls here. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and, and move on from, from that. And by the way, if anybody was at the Cardinal game on Tuesday night, I was at the Cubs game. God, the smell there. If anybody's out there, it's like, <laughs> the smell there was just ridiculous. And, and I know it was totally random, but I was there. I could barely even eat. Um, so kind of moving on now. In the program, we are going to get to just some questions for Coach. And first one, I'm going to start off with Coach. Is just your what's your experience? You know, we talk about this uh, multiple multiple sports, but let's bring it back to the coaching aspect. Um, what are your thoughts on coaching multiple sports at the high school level? And not, you know, we always talk about the kids playing them. What about coaches coaching multiple sports? I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I you know, I for 37 years I coached football and basketball. Right. You know, and then a lot of those years I kind of mixed in some baseball and even golf at the end. But, uh, you know, I think if we're going to, if we're going to, as coaches, tell kids that we want them to be multi-sport Mm-hmm. Athletes, and then they turn around and see you actually being a multi-sport coach. Right. Uh, I think that that helps. Right. Uh, and and I, I I always felt that there was absolutely no conflict whatsoever in coaching football and basketball. Right. Uh, simply because. You know, you're they're two different seasons, and uh, well, it's know. even the part of the season in the fall where like there is no summer bat. Like, basketball is yeah, pretty basketball's much over. It's I, done. Mean, I mean, you know, I mean, you, yeah. you know, I, I really think that it's it's one of those uh, situations. In fact, uh, it's been nine years since I've coached football now, uh, and uh, 
you know, when I was coming up here tonight and I drove by the practice field, I looked out there and I, I'll be honest with you, I still have, I'd still have that itch. I would uh-huh. love to go back out there now. Again, that's, that's how you feel right now. Right. Uh, but it, you know, it, when I, when I left West the first time, people asked me what, what I missed the most and they were always talking about basketball. Right. And I told them, no, 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 no. The, what I missed the most is coaching football. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, I still do. It, it, it's 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 a you know it's a hey, great way to experience. be honest, everybody. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us, Lou? Oh, uh, I got nothing except. Uh, how about this? Uh, coaching football slash the wishbone. What would your play call sequence be to simply just get a first down? Ooh. Well, you know, first of all, I mean, just nothing, I guess. No, no. <laughs> With me, nothing, you know. Yeah, we, my question we, was nothing. First of all, you know, it would be, it would be, you know, we were, we're gonna jam it at you, okay, jam it and at you're you. gonna, we're gonna give you a leather enema, and you're right. gonna like it, okay? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, this play sequence would probably be pretty simple. There was probably a good chance that our fullback would get the ball, okay. you know, the first play, either right up the middle. How many yards or, is he gonna get? You, uh, you to know, get there? Uh, we we we'd tell our guys that they three were expected to get three and a half yards, okay. and that's whether anybody blocked for him or, or not. Right. Okay, they were expected to get three and a half yards. So now it's second and six. Yeah, second and six, and we'll probably run maybe like a either a, a belly play where we'll ride the fullback and uh-huh. hand the ball to the second guy through, or the quarterback will ride and he'll dive up in there, maybe through the, you know, uh, Tight end tackle. So now gap. it's third and one and a half. Third, third and two, one maybe. and a half. Um, you know, if it's that close, then we're probably going to go ahead and run like a slam, and we get two lead blockers and slam mm-hmm. it up there and get the first down. And then you know, somewhere in the next sequence, that we would run the option where we would, you know, ride the fullback, come out and either pitch it or run with mm-hmm. it. And um, you just basically covered our entire offense that's right, right that's there. Pretty and easy, and right? in that forty-five <laughs> second period of time, oh, you know, man. you covered it. You know, but the thing about it is, people always joked about the wishbone, and it's still that way at West. Is they don't throw very much. Right. But if you look at the percentage of passes that are thrown that go for touchdowns. Very very high. Yep. Okay. So when you do when you do throw, it is highly 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 effective, uh-huh. and that's how we always controlled it. And uh, um, and that's usually on like a third down one from like the thirty eight yard line. <laughs> well, you know, for, first of all, the one thought you always have to have is that um, probably not going to throw it. Maybe. Uh, maybe we might throw it if it's if it's it's second and four. Okay. Right. Or. When you're in four down territory, uh-huh. uh, we got we have four downs instead of no three. Matter what, right? So we're gonna we're gonna throw one deep and see if we can get one. Uh, mm-hmm. But see, our biggest thing and wish wishbone is the the biggest statistic was not yards gained, it was not first downs. Our biggest statistic was time of uh, possession. possession. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like that me and Madden. Yep. We have the ball, and you don't, and you don't. And That's you, right. There's no way that you're gonna score. And what you do, you run. The ball, run the ball, baby. So, what about the story about? Uh, you told me this one time about the kid that came in and wanted to talk to you, and I think Coach Stahl, and and it was wanting to probably tell you guys that he had had enough. Yeah, the kid, the kid comes in, and you know, it was, it was you know, we had been played two or three games or whatever, but then he comes in and he says, Coach, I need to talk to you guys. You know, I think I, I th- I'm really thinking about maybe I might, you know. Quit. Am I quit? And he, and he came up with really kind of an uh, unusual statement. He said, you know, Coach, you know, that, that truck I drive, uh, 
it used a lot of gas. Right. Uh, well, so, okay, it does. Okay. <laughs> so he said, I might be having to get a job. And, you know, I'm just, I, you know, I just really want to get you guys' opinion of it. And, uh, you know, I really think that, that he wanted to, you know, he was acting like he wanted us to talk him out of it. You know, right. and Coach Stahl said, well, you know, you go ahead and, and you think about it. And uh, you just let us know what you decide tomorrow. Well, the kid leaves the office and Coach Stahl looks at me and he's got this kind of a grin on his face. And he goes, He's gone. We'll never see him again. And I go, well, how do you know that? He goes, he already had the lock to his locker on his belt buckle. <laughs> so he had already cleaned out his locker and pulled the pulled the lock off his locker before he ever came in to see us. I think he had known what he was doing. That's right. There's no way that he had already he'd already quit before he ever walked in. So that was, you know, we we still talk about that. There was a pretty telltale sign there that he wasn't he wasn't coming back. So yeah, Coach Stahl, he was uh you know, we, we we have a lot of those kind of stories where you I just kind of, you know, you can kind of see things, uh, you know, because you, you've seen them before. Billion times, you right. You saw right. before, yeah. Uh, tell us about your All Camaro team. All Camaro team? Like well, the car? Yes, it wasn't a team, really. Basically, it was <laughs> a year that we had a good team. We really did have a good team. And... Um, but we, you know, we this is like a, the late 80s, 86, boy, 87-ish, probably. I'd say, yeah, 85, 86. Just Layman and the boys? Uh, yeah, maybe just a little bit after Layman. Okay. okay. And um, anyway, but we had a little tough stretch. I think we lost to somebody. We weren't, you know, we weren't practicing as tough as we needed to be, and we weren't, you know, as focused as we were. Right. And it just, it just so happened that I noticed that, you know, at least two or three four of our better players uh-huh. drove... Fairly hot cars, right. like Camaros. So in the course of a of a halftime, and when Coach and I were kind of upset with the way we were playing, I just somehow it just popped into my mind that the real problem with our team is that we got too many guys driving Camaros. Too many Camaros. Too out many there. Camaros in that parking lot, yeah. which to me demonstrated the fact that maybe we didn't we weren't quite tough enough. That's right, you know. Or guys that take the school bus to right. school. We need some of them. <laughs> those, some school bus those guys. That's, what yeah. we need. That's <laughs> hilarious. Too many Camaros. <laughs> um, who are some guys that you played against at uh, at West um, that you would maybe not say you're all West opponent team, but maybe some guys that maybe some normal you know listeners out there who are a little younger or new to West or new to the area that have no idea that West had the chance of playing. What were some of those? Oh my god! I think it starts out with probably 1993, 94. We went to the shootout. We played a guy named Tyrone Nesby. Uh-huh. Tyrone Nesby was at Cairo, Illinois. Ended up playing at UNLV. Ended up playing in the in the in the NBA. Um, you know, a year later, we played Stephon Marbury. Wow. You know, and in the shootout down in uh, Camwick shootout down in St. Louis, he, he did. He, and he got himself he got himself a technical and. Uh, but we still got beat by them. Um, <laughs> it was only that was the year we were thirty and two, and that uh-huh. was that was that well, was acceptable. that was one of the losses to Stephon Marbury. Uh, obviously, Larry Hughes. Uh-huh. You know, we played Larry Hughes in the uh, in the Merrimack tournament. I guess when uh, Ryan Kiernan was uh, was was with us, and uh-huh. he was, you know, he was he was great. Um, you know, and then we run into guys like um, Josh Harrelson from right. St. Charles High, and. Um, McCoy from Zumwalt uh, South, uh-huh. uh, Suggs, who was one of the, you know, players of the year right. in Missouri. Um, uh, you know that, that, that those, right there's a pretty good team. Yeah, we. I, I try to. Th- I'm trying to think. You know, I, I think there was probably. Um, oh, 
we went when we won the Bass Pro Tournament that year. Uh, we beat Houston Strait Jesuit, uh-huh. and they had two guys that went to UConn. Um, then uh, and one of them made it to the NBA. Plus, they had Calvin Murphy's son. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that, that was. Um, Voskel, Jake Voskel okay. was a yeah, big yeah. 6'11", yeah. 6'10 guy that played at UConn, played in the NBA, right. and he played on that team. That's awesome. I mean, so, especially those names right there. And Stefan Marbury sticks out to me just because yeah. he, kind of yeah. he was kind of that guy in the NBA you watch. Kind of reminded me of a little Allen Iverson type guy, yeah. you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to, to other coaches in high school that, on what to do to have a quality summer camp and keep that going from year to year? Well, you know, first of all, I was fortunate enough that I was able to learn – a lot about summer camps by working at Coach Wacker's camp, St. Charles High. They, they had a great camp going in the 70s. Um, and then I also spent some time at, at working at the Smets camp when Rich Grauer was okay. the coach. So then when I became you know the head coach at West uh, in 1981, I guess it was, you know I had to make a decision. Are we going to have a camp? And I said, well, we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to have a camp this very first summer. And... Uh, Whatever, and we ended up. I, I believe we might have had, might have had thirty kids max. Right. And uh, actually, uh, uh, Greg Gibson, Doug Poindexter were actually the guys that were like the eighth or ninth graders that year. Right. Uh, but you know, from that point, it it built and grew. But the you know the advice is number one, you really got to work at it. I mean, yes, you got to work not an easy at deal. it. Right. And we worked at it. And, you know, and, and and I'm talking not not talking about working at it at the camp. I'm talking about. Prior to the camp, getting ready for camp, getting ready yeah. and getting getting the word out, mm-hmm. okay, that you have this this camp and you do it by, man, I don't know how many different um, brochures that I filled out myself right. and put them in the mail. I don't know how many posters I made up and put them in the sports shops, Johnny Max, Johnny Max, and all not, the it, places. Um, anybody that ever touched a ball. At the, at the boys club, the CYC, the Lutheran, right. um, whatever, you know, they got information on our camp. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, you know, it paid off because the first time I met Ryan Robertson is because he was a seventh grader and he came to our camp. And right. the first time I met Trevor Soderberg, he was he a seventh grader when he came to our camp. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's part of it. And then part of it is just making sure that the kids have a great experience, Right. you know, that they, you know... I've had you know kids come up and just uh, the highlight of their summer, man. Oh man, basketball camp so much fun. Uh-huh. Um, not to take it uh, you know too serious right. um, is a big thing, and then also to stay in touch with them. You know, we we started this, and I think you're probably still continuing on the idea. If you come to our basketball camp, that you get in free to every home uh-huh. basketball game, right? And because uh, you know we said you know we we want you to. To, to be around. Right. Obviously, your parents have to pay, uh-huh. so the school's going to benefit either way. Right. Uh, one of the things I used to do is um, uh, I wouldn't give them the, the season pass on the last day of basketball camp. I would wait until about two weeks before our season opened, and I would write every kid a letter, okay, 
and ask them how things are going, different stuff, and hey, here's your here's your pass. Because right. you know, if you're a fourth grader and you get a letter so from a head friend. basketball coach at the right. high school that you're going to be going to, it's a it's, it's a, a pretty deal. big deal. Absolutely, you know, and their parents think it's a pretty right. big deal. So um, you know, that's that's uh, you know that's how we got it going to the point where you know, obviously, you can still you know you still continue to do but it. We're, all we're, these still, years we're later. still benefiting from that. Uh, it's, you know, uh, and now it's just that it's the a day of trying to get the schools involved and the Twitter handles and the Instagram. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yes, it's just getting it's a, the word out. It's a different way of yes. getting the word out, but you know, it, it's it's that's the that's the biggest thing. And I really think our camps were actually the biggest when my kids, okay, uh-huh. uh, my boys were in the sixth, seventh, eighth grade. That's a whole new crop of friends, they right? Got, and yeah. then you're at basketball games and you're at baseball games, right. and hey, he's a. Yeah, here you got basketball camps. Yeah, yeah I'd love to have the baseball yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you know that's that's how it really grew to those you know those those really good numbers right. and the fact that we really had good help. Right. Every year the people that came and worked camp were were great. Yeah, camp is a is a cool deal that's still kind of run the exact same way. But let's go ahead. You know, with the summertime comes you know more jobs for coaches, and we're just going to get into a little <laughs> bit. Of, Coach here was a uh, ran you ran pools in the summer for how long? Oh, at least twenty years. So maybe not only on top of that. of everything we've talked to you know. Talk with Coach about he's now running pools, and, and this would be, you know, probably, you know, probably at a time like when you were probably what mid thirties, probably like a time yeah, like yeah. me right now. No, I was no, I guess I started when I was probably twenty three or twenty four. Because oh, okay. I, I started coaching when I was twenty one. The and part of the reason I got into pools because the first two jobs I had were the most god awful bad jobs you've ever had in your life. The first year I was actually worked for the work uh, the the park department. Emptying garbage cans around Solid. parks, Solid. horrible. Uh, then <laughs> the second year, I got hired, and it sounds really cool. I was I got hired by a surveying company, oh. except for I was the idiot that had to go out in the middle of these fields and weeds and hold the pole. Just hold it. Just hold the pole, and then I'd move up fifty yards to hold the pole again. <laughs> Awful job. So finally, I decided, shoot, man, I'm like, I'm gonna get a job. And uh, we're so you're, I, into, you're into the pool yeah. industry now. And let's kind of go back, and you're obviously, probably, and I know you are. You're hiring players of yours, sure. and people that you've taught, yeah. and. You know, there's obviously, if you ever know anything about a pool, even if you have one in your backyard, they can be a pain in the butt. <laughs> and when you have people that are actually coming to the pools on a yes. daily basis, um, tell and us filling a, up the pool. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a story uh, about um, the dog, the smell <laughs> at the pool, and and, and you okay. had to do something that okay. you had to do it. Yeah, well, it's 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 a, it's a Park Charles Bath and Tennis Club. I was the manager. That sounds it was nice. A great, bath and it tennis was a club. great great place. It had three. Um, three pools, tennis courts, basketball courts, a great, great place. And uh, But anyway, uh, I show up one Saturday morning and literally right on the other side of the fence from the baby pool Ooh. was this very large dead dog. Okay. Whoa. And it was like a collie or a German shepherd. It was big. Oh, and boy. it was dead. And it was stinking. Probably smelled so, like the Cardinal game on Tuesday. Yeah, probably that it's probably smelled like the car. So I get, on the, I get on the phone and I call the, you know, whatever, and they, they say, oh, it's a weekend. We'll, we'll come on and pick her up and, you know, and, and on Monday. Well, this oh, is Saturday. Yeah. We've got this huge crowd of people coming. So uh, one of my my workers at that time was 16 years old. His name's Mark Redburn, who's now oh. the head softball coach at SEMO. <laughs> we gave him the job. Now, get, keep in mind, this is, it's 95 degrees. And I said, Mark, I said, got a job for you. I said, you know, you get to go out there and give me this shovel, and I need for you to dig a hole 
to bury this dog. Didn't he, it, did he wear some on his face or something? We had a gas mask because we <laughs> used gas chlorine in this pool. So I give him this gas mask because so, the smell was that bad. So if you can imagine this picture, you got this 16-year-old kid in... Just his swimming trunks, tennis shoes, with a gas mask, like from World War One. Meanwhile, mom's in line with three kids. <laughs> and a shovel. Dig it all for this dead dog. Yeah, so that was it. We got it done. And, uh, in fact, uh, I played golf with him last weekend, and we well, I reminded him about those days. Yes. He probably tells the girls in softball about SEMO after game's over. When you think it's bad, there was one That's day. Right. You know, so you could be I'd buried. Bury it. You could be buried dog. You know? so, so we'll kind of move on with the program. If you ever yeah. see Coach out there, there's plenty of more pool stories. Oh, I mean, boy. almost poor almost killed a kid named Tommy Tippett Tommy one time. Tippett. Was yeah, we kid. had Tommy. And oh man, so plenty, plenty. <laughs> they, at one time, they had to get a guy, Dave Lehman. We all know they put him on salary because he was taking so much money from him. He, so. no, he was the only salaried lifeguard <laughs> because the, the, the hours that he would turn in, we knew were going to be very accurate. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to uh, kind of move on. We have two more segments left. One, we're going to obviously preview some some sports that are coming up sure. at West, and then we're going to go ahead and get into a coming at you segment where we just talk about some some random things. But sure. Lou, go ahead and tell us we're going to focus on football, soccer and volleyball and let's go ahead and tell us now that we're almost there dead week this week practice starts i believe on the 12th correct correct let's hear it uh so starting out with football for st charles west big expectations mm-hmm. big expectations and lots of optimism okay mm-hmm. um i think a lot of that has to do with a weak conference okay oh uh, that's gonna be a theme you're gonna see all year in, in all most sports. sports yeah it's it's just a weak conference um west i think we're expecting a pretty good team i Honestly, a little bit better than I expected them to be, especially coming off that great senior class. I really do think they have a guy or two or three that could play at the next level, I think. I think so. It's definitely true. Mm -hmm. I agree. they got a few good players, and their non-conference schedule just happens to not be very good this year. Uh, It's Dominic Hillsborough, Zumald East, and then later in the year, Cape and, and Westminster. And when is the first game of the year? August 30th. Friday night. It's August 30th. In the backyard field at West. In the backyard field at West against the Crusaders of Dominic, correct? Yeah. Oh, open up with Dominic. Uh, okay. Dominic just graduated 27 seniors, I think. So, young team. More than some teams have on their entire roster. <laughs> exactly. Uh, going on to soccer. Um coming off a state title appearance. Yeah. Uh, losing eight starters to graduation. Um, I... I think expectations will still. I think they've been set uh-huh. by that this previous who, class. Who are the leaders of the of this team? Be this um, year? There'll be a few upperclassmen leading the way. Got Darius DeCarlos Jr., Sam Pappins Jr. Uh, still return the twenty goal scorer and Adam Mays absolutely as a senior. He'll I he'll probably be scoring a lot of the goals. For still, the you said here. they're still kind of looking to see who their net miner is going to be. Yeah, I still think goalie is going to be a little bit of an issue. Okay, um, I think they got a couple candidates. Uh, they just got to find one that's. Clear cut. Um, they did have a kid a couple years ago. He's going to be a junior that played goalie a little bit, I think two years ago, and he's pretty solid. I, I don't know if he wants to play goalie or not. That's what yeah, I heard. Hopefully, it's like back in the day, you just get some really yeah. cool goalie gloves. Yeah. And some yeah. 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 That's how they do it these days still. That's right. um, and then another sport, uh, volleyball, coming off two rough years lately, but I think it's starting to go up, their direction's starting to go up a little bit more. Uh, same team as last year. No seniors graduated, uh, and they're working. I think a lot of a lot of girls this year. At least two or three of them played some club volleyball. Yeah, in the they, I think they'll be. I, I think the the biggest thing is going to be chemistry. Uh-huh. I I think that there's still talent there. Good. I think there's more talent than I think people than it meets the eye. Still play a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, I agree. Tough schedule. Um, 
if honestly, if they could just pull off a couple wins in conference play, they could have a shot at the title, Good. the conference title, because it's weak. Good, and we are going to be hearing you, I'm assuming, doing some volleyball games on Warrior Vision yes, this, this year. All right. Good. I know you've already been out and about in the community. You've been going up to the football field to watch, and you've been going to volleyball, some workouts, and you kind of have a good grasp on everything that's going on at, at St. Charles West. And uh-huh. I, I, Are you going to be able to go on the sidelines this year and do some football statistics work? Or uh, It's not official just yet, but we'll see about that. It'll be a lot better with you. I think that would be great. Doing right. Mm-hmm. Else. I'll see Coach and I on the sidelines this year. Yes, big sir. expectations, yes, baby. Sir. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our, our last segment here. Just kind of a coming at you segment we're going to talk about random things here and, and be short on your response but be thorough but um what do you guys think we'll start with a uh, coach and then we'll go to lou and then we'll come back to me but let's go ahead and talk about what do you think about the wild card in, in baseball oh i think it's great mm-hmm. everybody every, almost everybody thinks they have a chance yeah see the trade um, deadline nothing yeah happens. that's right nothing ready. happens everybody thinks they're good enough to sneak in so Absolutely. no i think the second wild cards change baseball immensely i agree what do you think lou it's not if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, I I love it. I mean, anytime you can have more people, I think it reminds me a little bit. I know on the the hockey side, you know, you have eight teams. That, you know, it, the hockey's everyone kind of gets in kind of motion. The but only think, way it's flawed is like how it was last year, where you had two division titles. Yeah, I agree. For I, one game. Playoff. I think the best thing about baseball is you know you're gonna, you're going to look at MLB tonight. You know, the next two weeks, and they're going to put that wild card up. And there's going to be eight teams. That's right. And they're going to be two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, half game back. And it's just it keeps, uh, in my opinion, it keeps the players a little bit excited for probably eight to ten more teams than normal. Without would. without without Absolutely. question. So Will Harrison. Ever be any good coach? Not unless he learns to put the ball in play. I, I don't I care agree. how great a defender he is, and he is pretty phenomenal. But you know, you have to be able to put the ball in play. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, so I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I, I haven't seen him make any progress in two years in in that in that particular right. area. It's a double-edged sword. Same with Tommy Pham. Same with Carson Kelly. You can be as good. So you can defensively, but you got to do one thing good, but you got to do two things good too. It's, I agree. It's it, majorly we've got we've gotten rid of yeah. two guys just because their window closed so fast, and it's probably what we're seeing with Bader. And you know, some people still kind of argue about Wong. I mean, Wong's in my mind, he's done great, but just think if Bader was hitting two forty eight, everybody'd be fine with oh, that. Oh, sure. You know, it's you just sure? a matter of the fact that he can't get on base and use and use what he has. Is Matt Carpenter done? I hope not, but I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't predict. You know, a great future for him. Well said, Lou. No, no, no. I think I, I think very what Coach said. I, I I just I think the shift has ruined his <laughs> career. Um, I think he hits a lot of balls extremely hard into the right right at the second base, and the next thing you know, the second baseman's playing ten yards further back, and now he's fielding it, and he can't run, so he can't beat those balls out. As many people say, why doesn't he hit the ball the other way or bunt? He's obviously can't. Yes. Um, this isn't something that is a surprise to him. Um, I think he's I think he's done. Does Caleb Love from CBC? Um, after we, many of you out there who are really close to basketball know that uh, Cam Fletcher from Vashon committed to Kentucky today. <laughs> the next biggest one in my mind, uh, personally, I think the biggest one um, because he handles the ball and he can shoot it. Uh, does Caleb Love from CBC? Does he go to Mizzou? Um, I would say it's fifty fifty. Okay. Uh, I, I really don't know how close he. Uh, he is with uh, the the kid that Mizzou got this year from Vashon. If they okay. are very close buddies, then I'd say Mizzou's chances are uh, higher. Right. And if not, then I think they're quite a bit lower. And for those of you before Lou answers, it's Mizzou, Louisville, Kansas, Arizona, North Carolina, and Indiana. So in that list of teams, Mizzou, if you want to look at the powers of B, is probably going to finish sixth in that list. And I Lou, think Mizzou's think? fourth right now. Fourth. That's um, never a good thing. I, I think that's probably not going to change. 
I think yeah. it's it's probably going to be Indiana or North you Carolina. Know, you know how it is in recruiting. It doesn't make any difference if you're second yeah. or you're eighth. If, or if, if you're 86. Yeah, or 86. If you're not one, yeah, you're, you're not one. Probably you're a better chance if you're 86, you might get him in the transfer portal down the that's road. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's uh, Ricky Bobby. If that's right. You're last. <laughs> that's right. Um, Yachty in the Hall of Fame. Definitely. Definitely. Lou? It's not a question. I agree. Definitely. Um, how about the designated hitter, yes or no, in both leagues? I I say I say no, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also a realist and think that it's going to happen within the next three or four years where the National League will have it. What he said. Yeah, <laughs> I think the same thing. I'm actually kind of leaning more towards because I care about the game of baseball, and I think you need to have a little bit more excitement. I think it's gotten to a point where a lot of people who play the game as young kids don't even know the background of why we like the exciting, where the pitching hits the game of the, the pitcher mm-hmm. hits. I, I think it's just lost... If you're under the age of, in my opinion, 30, um, mm. you, don't, you really don't even know what the aspect of yeah. what it was like. Right. So I think for the sake of younger players getting into it, more excitement, the ball being hit farther, that's obviously well, how baseball wants it to be. Sure. It probably just needs to go that well, way. Well, let me say this, too. If they combine, um, you know, if they keep the National League rule mm-hmm. and they put the rule in that a guy has to face three batters. Right. That will change baseball dramatically. Absolutely. Okay. Now with the with the designated hitter, I don't think the three three batter limit has as big an effect. It still will have a big effect though, I but agree. not not as big. I agree. Best local golf course to play that's public. My bet for the quality of the course and the amount of money would be Innsbruck. Okay. Luke. Uh, for the price, Bear Creek, for the actual best local golf course, I haven't played it, but Gateway National. Yeah, I think if you're going to go over into Illinois and you can do that, I think my first pick is going to be if, if is, is going to be Gateway National. I think my second pick is probably going to be price-wise. And just because for some reason I like it and for some reason I, I seem to always play um, with good people here <laughs> is Bear Creek. I like Bear Creek mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah. one, let's say one word to describe Tim McCarver on air for the Cardinals. Coach? I don't even know if it's one word, but it's probably two. Over-information. He just gives us too much. Too much. Lou? Weird. Weird? Mine is too much. I always go back to just the nerd in me. Uh, I think it was Reggie Sanders passed second base in the playoffs one time, and he had to retouch it to get back, and I think he talked about it for six innings. <laughs> and, and sometimes I feel Didn't like... did he go after Deion Sanders, too? Deion almost kicked his ass is what, yeah. time is what happened. But I, like I said, I think he's... Um, at, at times, I'm okay with it because he gets into s- historical cardinal things that are interested yes, to me sure. that are probably not interesting to the 90% of the other people watching, but to Correct. me it is. Yeah. Um, Ricky Horton. I enjoy Ricky Horton. I don't know. Can't stand him. I, I don't know what it is. Um, and I think it's just personal preference, um, but but it's one of those situations. Um, Rick Horton, uh, actually, my word, it's the phrase, better is a uh, better is a play-by-play. Okay. Uh, if you had one person to go to lunch with, I kind of stole this from another podcast that I would mm. like to promote. The Parkway West guys are doing a podcast now. Well, and doing well. Awesome. Um, and and they're, they had Brian Kessler on uh, last mm-hmm. week, so it's uh, interesting. The, um, Coach Wright, they does a great job with that. So we stole this from them. If you had to go to person, uh, pick one person to go to lunch, who would it be? Well, actually, I, w- I would pick two. Uh-huh. Charles Barkley, okay. which is crazy, I guess, and Bob Costas. I think I, I Bob agree. Costas would be awesome. First of all, he, he and I are the exact same age, uh-huh. uh, and I just, just think he would just be so interesting. Yeah, and that could be a lunch dinner and things that <laughs> yeah. could go on. You start talking about the Olympics sure. if you wanted to. Luke? Phil Nicholson. Phil Nicholson? Yeah. I like that. I like that. For me, you know, um, I, I heard a guy um, talk about this one time. I think I'd have to to probably go with someone from the, the 90s or the 80s from the Cardinals, whether it was if I could get a round table 
love, even, you know, DeWitt, uh, maybe even um, a Tony La Russa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think just because that's kind of where my life has gone when I was mm-hmm. 15 to 25, where that was all the excitement. Um, so probably Tony La Russa, I just would be a little scared that you have too much wine. You want to uh, play the Tony La Russa Macarena? Uh, no, we don't need to be doing that. So, um, but like, like we said tonight, you know, we kind of went through some things. Um, it's good to have Coach on. We're excited about the upcoming St. Charles West football season, but mm-hmm. we're also excited about the fact that we get to do this again. Um, mm-hmm. And this is something that we can continue to promote and continue to promote stories and talk about people of our community, but also give our thoughts. And, you know, whether it's two people who listen or 200 or 2,000, uh, we just want everyone to know that when they when they tune in, they're going to have a little bit of a sarcastic taste, but a truth, you know, phase to it and some fun. So, Coach, thanks for joining us again, well, round thank, two. Thank you for having me. That I, was I, great. I'm, I'm, I'm honored, and uh, I, I think probably... Probably a big part of this invitation is the fact that you are my nephew, and yeah, that's we right. Have to, we have to have a disclaimer. That's here, right. right. We do. We do. I, I can't. It's not like he just you know, just pull anybody from anywhere here. So Lou, thanks again. We are getting back into school. I know Coach is just going to be getting back on the golf course, and uh, good luck at Lindenwood this well, year. Thank as you. you. Really, really excited about good. that. Good. We're excited for you, and, and Lou, enjoy the fall, and enjoy uh, getting back as a junior, as an oh, upperclassman, oh, uh, someone who can get in there and oh, and start to you know push their weight around, and, and good luck with. Uh, with everything this year, whether it's the sports that you are um, entertaining us with or your friends or your peers and your teachers. So be a good student, and we will see you probably in a couple weeks with a little bit more talk about SCW football and local sports. This is Chuck and Lou.